And this is Clifton Grooms from the Cliff Notes Podcast. Before we go on to tonight's episode, want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors that have come out on board for the last couple of weeks, month, couple of months here. Let's give a shout out to Tolly and Associates, the team there, Barnes Roofing, David Jin Shubrell, Robin Stacy Astuter, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, Adams Bar and Grill, and the Hi-Ho Bar and Grill. Thank you all so much for your contributions and coming on board and your support of the Clip Notes podcast. Without further ado, here is tonight's episode. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Clip Notes podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. I'm very excited to be able to do one of these shows once again. Welcome everybody to the week 11 high school football pregame show as we preview the district semifinals for 11-man football and the district quarterfinals for 8-man football. I know that ever since we expanded the podcast, started doing um, coverage of more sports, we haven't been able to do too many of these pregame shows like this, but basically, I'll give you a quick um, rundown of how it goes. Basically, we give you the scores from last week, and then we preview the games ahead. Shows like this are basically what the podcast was built on the le- the first two years of the podcast's history. So I'm kind of excited to give everybody, all the new listeners and all the new supporters out there, just a taste of what the podcast was built on in the first two seasons. But let's not waste any more time. Let's run down the scores from last week. In Class 5 District 8, Central drops a heartbreaker in overtime to North Kansas City. 34-28 was the final score in that one. Indians will end their season with a 5-5 record. That is great progress for Coach Trotter and those kids there at Central. Class 3, District 8 scores from Friday. Savannah was able to defeat Lafayette for the second time this season, 64-20. Chillicothe also won their rematch over Benton, 40-26. And St. Pius was able to defeat Cameron, 49-6. Class 2, District 8, Lawson ends Trenton's season with a 21-14 win. And then Macon was able to defeat Lathrop, 35-8. Class 1, District 8. East Buchanan shuts down Plattsburgh, 68 to nothing. Hamilton, tell you what, Hamilton started 0-5 on the season, but now they've won four out of the last five games, including their second straight over West Platte in two weeks with a 20-15 score in that one. Midbuck, a rare Thursday night game last week, was able to defeat Polo, 35-18, and North Platte was able to defeat Carrollton, 46-14. Class 1, District 7. Putnam County over South Harrison, 44-14. And then Milan in an overtime thriller over Maysville, 22-20 was the final score in that one. A-Man District 4, a play-in game results. Stanbury defeated Nottoway Valley, 78-34. And South Holt all over Mound City, 56-6. A-Man District 3, play-in game. DeKalb advances to the quarterfinal round by defeating Southwest Livingston 50-22. Let's go ahead. Let's preview the schedule for this upcoming Friday night. We're going to start off in Class 3, District 8. We're going to go big class to small here. Class 3, District 8. We're going to start off with the 1-4 matchup as the top-seeded Spoofhounds return to action this week as they host St. Pius in a rematch of their Week 4 meeting. Now, the Warriors have taken the last three matchups 
in this series, but the Spoofhounds have played Pius to two of their closer games the past couple of seasons. Pius comes into the rematch with a 7-3 record on the year. After that game against Maryville, Pius has went 2-3 on the season, including losses to Chillicothe, St. James Academy, and Savannah to end the year. We also had the opportunity to catch up with Maryville Spoofout coach Matt Webb as he joined me on the podcast to talk about winning another MEC Conference crown in the rematch with St. Pius. And we're here on the Clip Notes podcast here. We are previewing the second week of district play. We are here with Maryville head coach Matt Webb, who's back with us. Coach, how are you? Doing great, Clifton. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure. Um, coach, it's been a couple of weeks um, since we talked. Um, last, um, last we saw you, uh, week nine, um, 49 to 14 um, against Lafayette on a trip to St. Joseph. The win clinches you a share of the MEC conference and it clinches you a number one seeded district. So coach, just um, talk about that. Um, your guys' performance against Lafayette. Well, it felt like we were very efficient. Um, you know, we, we went down and played well. We, we had the ball seven times on offense in the first half and scored uh, seven touchdowns. Um, our quarterback was nine for nine <clears throat> um, on the night. And then at one point our JV quarterback, Matt, Matthew Walter came in and was, Two for two. So you think about efficiency. I don't think we could be more effective than that. Thought we played well defensively and and um, did a good job and got out of there with a win. Well, coach, uh, well, yeah, as I mentioned just a few just a minute ago, uh, that win last week a couple weeks ago got you a a buy in this for the last week of districts. So how big how big of a key was it to get that buy? And what were you guys able to? Um, what were some of the things you guys were able to work on this week in practice? Well, I think it's um, super important to be the number one seed. Um, we've we've had experience with that, um, and it's uh, the biggest the biggest thing is you get home games. Um, for us here, um, that's a big deal. Um, obviously, when you look at this season, it doesn't have you know past seasons don't have a lot of effect on this current team, but you know current history in the last ten years, you know we're eighty eight and four at home. Um, and, and that's a, that's a special thing. Um, you know, it's, it's people call it home field advantage. And I've talked to the media about, you know, what is that? You know, and I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's uh, magic sauce, whatever it is. I know that you're the radiating four and it, it's a very good thing. I don't have a, I can't point to one thing. I just know it's a sense of comfort and, um, being the one seat is important. Um, and, and, um, be able to host districts this year is a little different. You know, it's our conference. It's, um, the path, when you look at the MHS or the MISHA playoff bracket, the path for us to, to, to make a playoff run, um, first thing we got to do is, is, is we got to beat a top 10 ranked team in the state that's beaten us three times in a row, which is St. Pius. Um, and that, that's the only thing on our minds right now. But um, I know it's a good thing that we have them at home. Um, the last time we beat them, we were at home. You know, um, it's, it's one of those things that um, uh, we, need to, we need to play well at home and we need a great, great fan base to turn out. Well, Coach, let's, let's get into the um, scouting report here real quick. Obviously, you mentioned, you know, um, St. Pius has beaten you guys a couple of times in a row. Um, week four's meeting was in Kansas City. This time it's in the Hound Pound. Coach, just talk about uh, what you've seen from them. Any differences that you've seen from them since week four? Well, I mean, they're they're still the same team. I mean, they're, they're, they're still the team that beat us. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've had some injuries just like everybody, and people have filled in and filled, filled in spots and, and you know, this time of year, everybody's doing that. 
Um, very impressed with the way they, you know, are spread attack on offense and then the way they can run the ball as well. Um, you know, they've, they're just a pro set, pro, pro style offense that, um, you know, gives you multiple problems with the athletes they have there. And then on defense, man, they're, they're really good. Um, you look at the points that they're allowing, giving up this year. And, um, you know, they've, they've done a, a great job defensively of, of really kind of smothering you. Um, so um, it's, a, it's a great, uh, great matchup. Coach, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, get, congratulations on another um, conference championship, uh, another big one for this program. Um, Coach, thank you so much for coming on the podcast as always, and um, good luck to you guys this week against Pius. Thank you. Those conference championships are very important. Um, each year you look back and you think, what have you accomplished? Well, the first thing you want to do, you sit out at the beginning of the year and you say, we want to be conference champs and we want to be the one seed. Um, so we're six and three. And um, we're set, we've accomplished both those goals, and, and now it's time to have a great playoff run. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on, Coach. Thank you, Clifton. Other matchup in Class 3, District 8, that we're going to break down is the number two seeded Savannah Savages. They host the number three seeded Chillicothe Hornets. Now, Chillicothe actually played Savannah pretty close back in Week 7, a 21-7 victory. For the Savages, Anthony Hayes and I had the opportunity to talk about that matchup and review last week's game against Lafayette earlier this week. And we're here on the Cliff Nuts Podcast. We are continuing our preview of Class 3, District 8. We are here with Savannah Savage head coach Anthony Hayes. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on, Coach. Um, I had the chance to... um take part in the game in person last Friday night. Um, 64 to 20, you guys were able to um, win your first district game of the season over Lafayette. Um, Coach, just um, offer up your thoughts, um, if you have any new thoughts um, ever since um, the game ended on Friday. Yeah, I was just proud of our kids that we took care of business. You know, we got off to a little bit of a slow start. You know, I was worried about that going into the game. You know, we, we played them once before, and um, beat them fairly handedly, and so I thought we might start off flat. We did. Uh, they scored first. We're down seven nothing, but then I thought that was kind of a good wake up call for us. We responded, scored fifty eight unanswered points, and and uh, got a chance to get our starters out early, get our backups in, get some young kids in, and and uh, get everybody a chance to play on Friday night. Absolutely, definitely the uh, more op the more kids I had the opportunity to play on Friday night, the better. So. Uh... Coach, that win moves you on now to the second round of the district semifinals there in Class 3, District 8. Got a rematch against Chillicothe, who defeated Benton 40-26 to last Friday night. The score to the game in Week 7 was 21-7, to probably one of the more close games on your guys' schedule this year as far as wins. So, um, Coach, just talk about um, the last game against Chillicothe and uh, what some of the differences with the Hornets from Week 7 to now. Well, I mean, not a ton of differences. They, they they still are big and physical and line up and uh, run the football downhill with, with, you know, double tight, full house backfield. Um, you know, they've they've uh, maybe done a little bit more play action and taken some more shots. Uh, two of those games were against Benton. Um, you know, then they played Odessa kind of right after us, who's a pretty good team. Uh, so, you know, we got some film since then, you know, we've watched our previous film, try to make a lot of corrections based on that and then kind of seen what they've done lately. But, 
you know, they're a well-coached physical team, and so we're going to have to match that physicality. Well, Coach, uh, another another big game at in Savannah this Friday night. Coach, thank you um, so much for um, always allowing me a few minutes of your time each week, and um, and good luck to you guys on Friday as you guys face off against Chillicothe. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, Savannah is 9-1 and one heading into this matchup on Friday, while the Chillicothe Hornets are 6-4. and four. If you actually want to listen to this game on the radio, Tommy Rezach and the team at um, KFDQ will have the call tomorrow night. Pre-game starts at 6.30. Kickoff is at 7 if you want to listen to Tommy's broadcast. That will be on 6.80 KFDQ. Let's preview S2 District 8 real quick. Lawson, with their win over Trenton last week, will move on to a matchup against top-seeded Lafayette County. Now, the Huskers are one of the top teams in Class 2, posting a 9-0 record on the season. They defeated the Cardinals the last time out, 56-19 back in Week 2. Other matchup in Class 2, District 8. If Lawson happens to win that game, they will be matched up against the winner of Richmond and Macon. That's the 2-3 matchup. They'll be matched up with them in the district championship game next week. Class 1, District 8. Hamilton is on the road at East Buchanan. Uh, Bulldogs took care of business last week against Plattsburgh, 68 to nothing. While Hamilton defeated West Platt two weeks in a row, that score was 20 to 15 a week ago. Now, Hamilton, this is a complete different football team from the one East Bucks saw back in week five. The score in that week five game was 45 to 16 in favor of East Buck. Ever since that game, Hamilton has won four out of the last five games, including a mat including matchups against Lathrop, Plattsburgh, and two matchups with West Platte. They even played um, second seed in Mid Buchanan tough earlier in the season, 21 to 8 back on October the 7th. That was week seven. We have interviews from both coaches on tonight's pregame show, and we're going to kick that off by hearing from the head coach of the East Buchanan Bulldogs, Dan Ritter. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are previewing Class 1 District 8 football as we get set for the second round district semifinal week. We are here with the head coach of the East Buchanan Bulldogs. Dan Ritter is back with us. Coach, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Absolutely. Coach, I know it's been a couple of weeks um, since we talked, and I kind of want to talk about, you know, reflect back on the regular season. I know that um, you guys wrapped up a KCI Conference Championship a couple weeks ago at Lawson. I, um, You know, even though you guys won the state title last year, you guys weren't able to win the Conference Championship. Just reflect back on the regular season and how big that KCI Championship was. Absolutely. We made some goals at the beginning of the year we sat down as a team and we decided what our goals would be some of our goals are not necessarily win or loss or conference championship but some of them were and, and one of our goals was the conference championship and those boys to be able to cross them off the list one that we couldn't cross off last year despite everything else we could do that meant a lot to those young men and uh and not all those games were easy i mean mitch cannon almost was up on us at halftime and, uh, and also, Lathrop gave us a pretty good game there for a while as well. So, so we were proud of that accomplishment, and those young men were, were pumped about that. But uh, that wasn't the only goal that was on our list at the beginning of the year. We have some more goals coming up, and that's kind of our focus now. So. Absolutely. I know you guys just were in the first round of the uh, Class 1 District 8 tournament 
um, last week, um, picked up a 68 to win over Plattsburgh. I think it's probably, you know, uh, about as good of a start to the playoffs as you can ask for. Uh, Coach, just talk about the last game against Plattsburgh. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't start particularly well, but uh, but we finished well. And obviously the score indicated that. But uh, we, we got to come out hot in this, this game in the rain and uh, possibly really cold weather. It's just kind of setting up as a as a trap game a little bit, knowing that Hamilton can can run the ball. So we're just going to have to come out better than we did last week against Plattsburgh, uh, who, you know, they they had some young guys and they they caught a big pass on us. Uh, they also had a couple really good defensive stops against us. So we just can't have that. I mean, we got to we got to take care of business and allow these kids to to be in the right spot to make plays. And I think I think we got them there. Now it's really up to them, but these young men have, have come through a lot of times in these past two years, so I have no doubt that, that they'll come ready to play tomorrow. Absolutely. Let's talk about this game tomorrow a little bit. Um, Hamilton is uh, Hamilton or Penny, whichever one um, listeners want to call them, they're next on the schedule. Um, week five, you know, guys beat them 45-16. to 16. You know, this is a better football team than the last time you guys beat them. I know they were 0-5 after uh, the East Buck game in week five, but they come back and won four out of the last five. So, um, Coach, just talk about um, what you've seen from Hamilton and maybe um, if you've seen any differences or anything from week five to now. Absolutely. They've changed a lot of their formations. They've found a running back who's, who's a real staple and a stud right now. Their linemen are playing well. They're coming back from injury. They're a completely different ball team. I mean, 0-5, you, you tend to see a lot of teams – kind of quit at that point but they refused to quit won four out of the last five and now they're coming to our our town with a chip on their shoulder so penny yeah it's penny not hamilton but uh penny's going to come ready to play and it's the ball game is kind of fitting into their hands maybe possibly being more of a ground and pound type of game being in the in the rain and uh having the, the field being kind of swampy position or uh just kind of muddy could be a major issue uh, for us. Now we've tried to put, mentally prepare our young men for that, and we have some some ways around it. But but uh, they got to come ready to play, and they got to have no excuses. We can't have an excuse of wind, cold, rain, swampy conditions. None of those can be an excuse for us. So I think our boys are ready for the challenge. Well, coach, uh, it's definitely nice to be able to uh, talk to you again. I know that. Uh, you guys are looking to put on a good performance of coach. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Always a pleasure to uh, have some time for you here on the podcast. And um, good luck to you guys on um, on Friday against Penny. And um, hopefully the weather holds off. Well, I mean, if it doesn't, we're not going to have it be an excuse. So either way, it's going to be fun. Always good to talk to East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter. Now, we, as I did mention, I said that we have both coaches on the podcast, we also had the opportunity for the first time this season to catch up with Hamilton head coach Alex Lloyd as this team prepares for a matchup with East Buck. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast, still continuing our preview of Class 1 District 8 football. For the first time this season, I had the chance to connect with this guy. Please welcome back to the podcast, Hamilton head coach Alex Lloyd. Coach, how are you? Good, good. How are you, Cliff? I'm doing great. You know, a lot has happened since you and I have um, talked last. So, um, Coach, I'm going to start off here with a, you know, 
uh, we'll talk about the season a little bit, but, um, you know, coach, I mean, it's a relatively, um, relatively young football team, definitely heading into the season. Um, started off with an 0 and 5 started, but you guys played a juggernaut of a schedule when you guys look at, when you play teams like Lafayette County and Gallatin and East Buck. Can you just talk about the, um, the way that this season has started? Yeah, that first, uh, those first five weeks of the season were, uh, were tough. You know, we, uh, we went down and we, we, we took a good butt whooping from uh, Higginsville. And, um, you know, that was like, oh, <laughs> all right, they're freaking good this year. Um, and then we went up to Gallatin playing the rivalry game that, you know, uh, we, we were lucky enough to blow them out twice last year. Or I, I, maybe not blow out, but we beat them handily twice last year. Um, and we went up there and we took a freaking licking from them and uh, Coach Holt's crew there. And, uh, you know, then we uh, – Dropped a really close game, double overtime to North Platte. Uh, you know, Coach Quigley's doing a phenomenal job down there. I mean, to turn that program around basically in one year um, is unbelievable. Um, we dropped one versus Lawson. We really should have won. Uh, the Wibbenmeyer kid from Lawson had a heck of a game. Um, and then, you know, we got beat by East Buck. But I, I told you before, you know, we, we started recording here. Um, East Buck week five is where I felt like we started to turn the corner because some of those young kids weren't blowing assignments. I could see it clicking. They understood what they were supposed to do. They were just doing it against the returning state champions. Um, but now they've had a few more weeks of practice doing those things, and we get another shot at, uh, at the Bulldogs of East Buchanan. Absolutely. And I know we talked about the beginning of the season, but I want to talk about the tail end of the season. Um, heading into um, last week's district game against West Platte, three out of the last four you won. I mean, you know, Again, you know, we before we started recording, we talked about, you know, freshmen and sophomores really, you know, getting exposed to um, their first um, varsity action now. You know, they're starting to pick up on it a little quicker. As a result of that, winning three out of your last four games. So, um, Coach, uh, just talk about the, um, the, the, great, the great end of the regular season. Yeah, you know, I think there are some teams that start the season hot and don't finish it well. I think there are some teams that – um, start the season poorly, and they uh, kind of quit and say, eh, we're ready for basketball, we're ready for wrestling. Um, and then there are kids who started the season poorly and said, no, football's freaking important here, this is important to us, and we're going to get better. And, you know, our core group showed up and got better every day, you know, every rep, every game, every practice, every week. I um, mean, I think you can see us stacking those days. You know, that's not to say that we're, uh, you know, world beaters or king of the hill. We're four and six right now. Um, but like you said, it's, it, it was three of the last four, and now it's four of the last five I believe uh, if my math is correct uh, that was that we've got it out you know um, and the one we lost was a competitive game versus mid-buck that we'd sure like another shot at um, so yeah you know I'm really proud of the way our kids finish the season the regular season that is um, I'm really proud of the way we're going to the postseason really gonna uh, fight to try and keep our senior season going and I'm really excited for the future here um, with our young absolutely crew. Absolutely. I mean, let, I mean that, that that three out of four games you won earned you guys the four seed in Class 1 District 8. Matched up with um, West Platte, who you just uh, played the week prior, um, won that in Week 9 game, 46-8. to eight. This one was a little bit more competitive here. 20-15 um, to 15 was the final score there last Friday. Um, Coach, just talk about what the differences were between the first meeting and the second meeting. Yeah, there's a variety of them. You know, we, we knew West Platte was going to give us a better run for our money that second time. It's, it's really hard to beat a, uh, beat a team twice. Um, you know, we knew that uh, as soon as we kind of started getting after him that first time, that Coach Newstead was going to kind of keep um, what he was doing vanilla down there. I, I think that guy is a phenomenal coach, really respect the way he runs his program. 
So we knew that he was going to keep it pretty vanilla in that first game so that he could pull some tricks out in that second game, and he did. Um, but I would say the biggest difference was in that first game, um, I don't know if you want to view it as they turned the ball over or we for, forced turnovers, but in that excuse me, first game, they uh, we had five turnovers. Uh, you know, West Platte turned the ball over five times. Um, so that's five extra possessions we got. Um, in the second game, there weren't any turnovers um, by them. So I, I would say that is the biggest difference between those two games. Well, Coach, that win last week against West Platte brings you to this week. Um, we talked about, you know, how the last East game you were able to turn the corner after that. Now you got a few more wins underneath your belt as you – Excuse me, as you guys rematch the Bulldogs this Friday night, this time the matchup switches over to Gower. So, um, Coach, just uh, talk about um, what differences you've seen from, you know, East Buck from week five to now. Uh, you know, I, I think they're, they're well coached. I think they've continued to improve throughout the season, um, you know, which is hard to believe coming off of the state title run they had last year. Um, but 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 they're a really good football team, man. There's no way around it. They're a, they're the one seed for a reason, you know. They they pretty much kicked everyone's tail in the conference. Some teams gave them, you know, uh, a run early in some games. Most notably, probably Mid Buck, who uh, you know really was with them for for over a half of football. Um, but uh, you know, we're, we're just really excited for the challenge of going down there. And uh, you know, like I said, it's hard to beat a team twice. Um, so we're we're excited to go down and get after them. Well, Coach, um, thank you so much. It's good to reconnect with you again um, for the first time this season, Coach. Um, you've been doing a tremendous job these last few games here at Hamilton. Uh, just, you know, the way your kids have been playing. Um, I appreciate uh, your time so much. And uh, good luck to you guys on Friday as you guys face off with East Buck. Thanks. We appreciate it. Next matchup in Class 1 District 8 that we're going to preview is the second-seeded Mid Buchanan Dragons. They are hosting the third-seeded North Platte Panthers. Now, the host Dragons come into this game with a 9-1 record and a 35-18 win over Polo. Now, that matchup was originally scheduled to be on Friday, but both schools agreed to move it on Thursday due to the Polo softball team playing in the state tournament. So, the football players actually had the opportunity to go watch the softball team play in the state tournament. That was a nice gesture there by both schools. Dragons are now 9-1 on the season. Now, North Platte did give Mid-Buck a game in the first half. Now, North Platte had a, a several-point lead there in week six as they almost had a halftime lead, but Mid-Buck was able to pull away for a 48-28 win over North Platte back in week six. We had the opportunity earlier this week to catch up with the head coach of the Dragons Aaron Fritz, as he talked about last week's game against Polo, and get us ready for this week's rematch with North Platte. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, still continuing our preview of the second round of district play. With me now is Mid Buchanan Dragon head coach Aaron Fritz. Coach, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great, um, Coach. Um, let's talk about um, last 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 Thursday, a very rare Thursday district game for you guys on Thursdays. You guys uh, matched up with Polo in the 2-7 game there in Class 1 District 8. Able to defeat the Panthers 35-18, Coach. Just um, offer up your thoughts on the game. Well, that's off to Polo, man. They uh, they played a good game. I've known Coach Ross from a long time ago. We used to coach together, and so I know a lot about what they do, and he knows a lot about how I like to do things, and um, I knew they were going to scout us well, and, and we did our best to scout them the best we could. And 
Um, it was just two teams that had good things ready for each other. Um, they weren't your typical seven seed. They they definitely shouldn't have been in that situation as a seven seed, but that's how the point system works sometimes and how the how the things fall. But um, you know, we came out and scored in our opening drive. Offensively, we did some really good things. Um, we stalled out twice, which was unfortunate in the first half. But after that, we pretty much took care of everything we needed to every time we had the ball. But defensively, they kept giving us some different screen things and, and things that we did not defend very well. Um, for a running football team, we defended the run pretty well. But, man, they threw the ball on us on third down a lot. It just wasn't very good. But, um, you know, hats off to them. Like I said, they're prepared. They're well coached, and they do a good job. Uh, but in the second half, we were able to pull away. Um, had a long drive at the end of the game that kind of finished it off and um, punched it in there. And, um, you know, anytime you can win the postseason, it's a big deal, and I'm just happy we were able to do that. Absolutely, Coach. It uh, seems like that's all, that's all you guys have been doing here the last couple of years. You know, a lot of postseason games for you guys over the last couple of years. But, um, Coach, um, let's get into this Friday. Um, back at home in the confines there in Fawcett, um North Platte is your guys' opponent this week. They were able to defeat Carrollton 46-14 to last Friday in district play. Um, Coach, um, this is a football team that really challenged you guys back in week six. So, um, Coach, just talk about um, what you've seen from this football team and any differences from what you've seen from week six to now. Well, I mean, first off, they're, they're very well coached. Uh, Coach Quigley, he's new. And he's doing a fantastic job. I've, I've gotten to know him a little bit. And uh, very good dude. Going to do a good job there um, and, and win a lot of games and help that program continue to get better. They, uh, Man, they were good week six when we played them. Very good football team. A lot of talent. I mean, tons of talent. They're really good up front. They have a really good quarterback, really good backfield guys with him. Um, number 12, Mullendore is an out, absolutely outstanding receiver. Um, and all those guys play defense too. I mean, they just they have some phenomenal class one football players. It's it's really impressive to see all their guys out there. And and since we played them, I mean, they're just playing very confident. They're playing fast. They're having fun. Um, they're doing the little things right, like running to the football, um, getting excited for a teammate, getting on their hat, telling them doing they're doing a good job. And just the kids are having fun out there, and you can see it. And uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're a good football team. They're going to be a big time challenge for us. We're going to have to come out and try to set the tone right away. Because if we don't, they're hungry. Um, they're, they want to keep winning. They want to get their seventh win on the year and, and do some big things for their football program. And, and we've got to make sure we want to win our 10th game. Like, it's it's a big game for both of us. There's a lot at stake. Um, it's, it's an important thing to get to play for a district title, but you've got to find a way to win the semifinal. And that's when it starts getting really tough. And um, both teams are going to come out and get after each other. And hopefully we're the ones that come out and, and play a little bit better football on Friday. Well, Coach, I'm definitely looking forward to the game on Friday and see how that district shapes up. Um, Coach, uh, thank you so much for everything for the last couple of years. Um, always a great guest on the podcast. And um, good luck to you guys on Friday against North Platte. Cliff, appreciate the kind words, man. And enjoy what you're doing for high school football and, and all sports in the area. I mean, you, you've done a big-time job, and I know everybody appreciates it. And, and I always enjoy talking to you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to get to know you a little bit better over the years and hope we can continue to be buddies. Absolutely. Always friends for life, brother. So, uh, Coach, good luck to you guys on Friday. Take care, brother. Now, Medbuck faces off with North Platte. North Platte before this season. Now, North Platte is 5-4 and four this season. The past two seasons, they've been 0-10. This year, under first-year coach Jared Quigley, They've turned it around pretty much in year once to go from 
winless the last two seasons to five wins. That is absolutely incredible. As a matter of fact, Coach Quigley was able to join us on the podcast for the first time ever. We talk about all that and so much more, and we break down their matchup with Mid Buchanan. That's coming up right now. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are continuing our preview of Class 1, District 8. Joining me for the first time ever on the podcast, please welcome my guest at this time, North Platte head coach Jared Quigley. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you on. Um, coach, I mean, you know, we'll talk more about the football team here in a little bit. First of all, just um, congratulations on a job well done this season. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll get more into that here in just a few minutes. But, Coach, I kind of want to get into your story a little bit, how you got into coaching, and how this opportunity at North Platte came about. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from the Kansas City area. I played at Staley High School under uh, Fred Bouchard. And uh, I took off to college down in Missouri State and was going into education. I think it was my second year of college, and I knew I wanted to be a football coach. So uh, I started sending emails, and the first email that I sent was to Parkview High School to a guy by the name of Anthony Hayes. And uh, within minutes, I got an email back from him wanting me to come in for an interview. And I ended up being on his coach Hayes' staff at Parkview for three years. Um, As I was finishing my student teaching, he accepted the head football job at Branson, and I ended up following him down to Branson, spent five years under him, um, working on the defensive side of the ball underneath a guy named Travis Cagle, who was kind of uh, another one of my mentors. So I worked closely with both those guys, and then um, I was wanting to step into the the head coaching realm a little bit. So um, I saw this North Platte job came open, and, uh, you know, originally being from Kansas City, my wife is from Kansas City. We thought it was a great opportunity to head back closer to our families. So that's how we ended up up there. Well, Coach, I mean, you know, you've taken this opportunity in, in your first year and I'm taking it running. Um, you know, this is a program that entered um, with a 20-game losing streak heading into the season. Um, what do you think were some of the keys throughout the year of just how you were able just to um, turn, around this, um, turn around this program in your first year? Well, I knew coming into the job, you know, I did my homework. I knew what the record was, and I I watched uh, a lot of film on them, and I watched players, and I knew that they had talent. You know, I knew that they had some players that could really play football. And, you know, as I dove a little deeper into some tape, uh, I saw that they were quick to give up on themselves. And I'll say that's probably the biggest turnaround from one year ago to right now is – the kids believe and they really bought into uh, the type of culture that me and my, my coaching staff are trying to create. Um, You know, we challenged them this year with an all in theme. That was our theme of the year, just being all in for the team, whatever it takes all the time. And they really rose up to that. You know, we had great dedication this summer uh, to the weight room. Uh, I would say, I don't know, 85% of our team was there 90% of the time. You know, that's only missing one or two days all summer long. So we had great dedication, which really was important with a new coach coming in, um, bringing in a new offensive scheme and a new defensive scheme. And our kids did a really good job picking that up. But even 
into the first weeks of the season, I think one of the biggest turnaround points for our team was that uh, overtime win against Penny. And I think that's when they really started to believe in themselves and that, you know, we could be a team that can make some noise. Well, Coach, I'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of, you know, spotlight some of your players for, you know, maybe for some of the listeners that haven't got a chance to watch your football team play. So um, just talk about, you know, some of the players that have been um, key contributors throughout this season. Yeah, so uh, on both sides of the ball, it starts up front. You know, we have a a great offensive line and defensive line, um, kind of the same fellas on both sides of the ball. Uh, But Seth Cruz and Hayden Gibson and Jesse Williams and Owen Stockbauer, um, Caleb Lindstrom, Ian Bledsoe, they do a really good job um, of, you know, picking out blocks and allowing our skilled players to, to work. Um, Colton Kirkham, he's been an awesome quarterback. You know, he's been a a threat throwing the ball, passing the ball. He's really um, understanding the offense and knowing, you know, where, where he needs to get the ball to and where to go in different types of situations of the game. But he's got great um, help with him in the backfield. Liam Service, he's a junior, um, and he's just a great running back. He's a big physical presence. He can uh, – hit the, the whole hard. He fights off blocks or um, tacklers really, really well. I think he um, he is done for the season because of an injury, but, you know, he finished the season with around 700 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, so, you know, he had a great great season for us back there. Um, Caden Mullendore out on the edge. He's probably one of our best vertical threats. And Jace Gibson as well. You know, he's got a lot of balls for us. Uh, Waylon McCracken out at receivers made a couple big plays for us in pivotal moments of game. So our offense um, has some really good tools. Um, Defensively, everything is kind of led by uh, junior linebacker Chance Garber. Um, He's a great player, probably one of the best linebackers that I've got the opportunity to coach in in my time. Um, Up to this point, he's sitting at 125 tackles, 27 tackles for a loss. Uh, he's got an interception, a couple of forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, I think six sacks. I mean, he's he's a great player. Um, next to him, we have uh, Owen Stockbauer, and he does a really good job of eating up blocks. And I think he's probably sitting at 70, around 70 tackles. Um, but he's also played a little bit of D-line for us in multiple spots. So he's kind of a utility man. But um, those same names up front, Hayden Gibson, um, Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams plays the interior ta- tackle and does a really good job eating up blocks so those backers can do their thing. Well, Coach, those are some great kids you got. And, uh, Coach, uh, you, you you left the regular season with a 5-4 and four record, which earned you the uh, the three seed in district play. Uh, had a game last week against Carrollton. Uh, seems like from the score you guys took care of business pretty handily. They're 46-14. to 14. What's the final score? Can you just walk us through the game? Yeah, so going into that game, um, I challenged the boys to start fast and finish strong. You know, we kind of have an, had an MO earlier this season of being a slow-building team. Um, you know, we like to pride ourselves of winning games in the fourth quarter, but uh, I don't always like waiting until the fourth quarter to see some of that production. So um, they did a great job rising up to that. You know, we came out um, 
heavy early, driving the ball down the field, punching in for a couple touchdowns by Kirkham. And then the defense just played lights out. They had, um, I think, four takeaways. Um, they, they played a, a really nice uh, defensive game. Well, Coach, that, that win against Carrollton brings you now to the district semifinal and a rematch with Mid Buchanan. And this is a football team that you guys um, challenged for the majority of the game back in week six. Ultimately, you ended up falling 48 to 28. But you gave Mid Buchanan your best shot there in that game. Can you just talk about, you know, what some of the differences you, uh, from what you've seen from Mid Buck from week six heading into now? Yeah, so um, Coach Fritz does a great job with his boys. Uh, you know, they always are fundamentally sound. They play really, really hard. Um, so I know that they're going to be coached up um, extremely well going into Friday night. Um, as far as things I'm seeing differently, not seeing a whole lot of different stuff out of them, you know, they still have great skill players, and they're putting the ball um, into their play, players' hands the best way that they can. You know they're manipulating things to get the um, get the matchups that they want, and uh, I know that offensively they are they are a force. Um, defensively, you know they play great defense. They're excellent tacklers. They run to the ball, so you know we we have a challenge up front of being fast and physical and trying to match or, or exceed their um, physicality. Coach, I'm definitely looking forward to the game uh, this Friday. Uh, thank you so much for uh, giving me a few minutes of your time to talk North Platte football. It's a, it's a pleasure to finally get the chance to talk to you. Congratulations on a great start to your coaching career at North Platte. And um, good luck to you guys on Friday against Mid-Buck. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Now the, now the Mid-Buck North Platte game, that game will be on 100.1 Regional Radio Quick. Chris Ward will have the call on that one. And then Mid-Buck or East Buck and Hamilton, that will be on 1360 KMRN. Both those games are tomorrow night. Class 1, District 7. Other matchup that we're not going to quite focus on is second seed of Putnam County taking on third seed in Milan. The winner of that game will take on the winner of Gallatin and Brookfield for the district championship, Brookfield was able to defeat Marceline last week, 30-19. Marceline was a Class 1 finalist last season as they fell to East Buck in the state championship game. Gallatin is 9-0 on the season under their first-year coach, Chris Holt, who's in his first year there with the program. Holt has tasted success at Princeton, Maryville, and Lathrop, including winning a couple state titles. Coach Holt was able to catch up with me on the podcast for the first time in a couple years. We talk about a Gallatin season up to this point, and we and we break down the X's and O's for their matchup against Brookfield on Friday. And we're still here on the Clip Notes Podcast here on the Week 11 High School Football Pregame Show. We are previewing Class 1, District 7. We are here with the head coach of the Gallatin Bulldogs for the first time joining me this season. Chris Hold is with us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. Well, Coach, um, last time we talked, it was a couple of week, it was a couple of years ago when you were at um, Lathrop. Um, over the summer, you took this job at Gallatin. I kind of want to ask, kind of to pinpoint from the beginning, you know, what were some of the factors in you taking this job at Gallatin? Well, it was um, kind of one of those things that um, they kind of reached out to me. Um, you know, when the original plan was, I was going to 
we were going to have uh, Wes was going to come over from Trenton, uh, Wes Corey and I, and we were going to try to maybe do it together, um, you know. But his Trenton heartstrings pulled on him really, really hard, and, and he just couldn't do it. So I said, well, um, if I'm going to make that drive, uh, you know, I've got to have some, uh, you know, some help. Um, so they let me bring one of my assistants from Lathrop with me um, to come up there, and we just kind of started going in June and. Um, you know, it's been, you know, it's been obviously a pretty, pretty special, uh, first year. So, uh, you know, we've enjoyed ourselves quite a bit. Well, Kurt, I kind of want to spotlight some of the players. Obviously, you know, there's a couple of well-known players on the team. When you talk about Isaac Burton, Peyton Biden, um, you know, those guys are, um, are very, very well-known commodities in the um, Grand River Conference. Can you just talk about those two players and some of the other players that have been a key to your regular season? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we had a good night last night, you know, at the all-conference meeting. And, um, you know, uh, obviously we have a, you know, it's a different scheme, um, you know, than, than what they were used to. So, you know, statistically, you know, it's not been, you know, that type of year uh, for our wide receivers and our quarterbacks because, you know, we're running the ball just so much more. So, you know, Isaac's role is different this year. Um, we asked him to be, you know, uh, you know, kind of a big play receiver guy. Um, but really get it done for us on the defensive side. Um, and, of course, Biden, you know, we, we transitioned him to a running back role. So, you know, he's our leading rusher on the season. Or, but he's also been good for us in the passing game. Um, and, of course, we have him. So those two play our safeties on the defense. Um, so, and they're both our leading tacklers. Uh, so, yeah, they've both had tremendous seasons. And, you know, Coach, 9-0 uh, and on the regular season, you know, uh, clinched the uh, Grand River Conference Championship with a win at Trenton a couple of weeks ago in a in a huge showdown there. Can you just um, reflect back on the regular season? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's been a building process. Uh, you know, we, you know, we joke as kids and as coaches, you know, we're like, hey, you really want to get a kick, go back and watch some of that summer practice film or some of that film that we did when we were up in Iowa and the kids said oh I've tried it's hard to watch uh, yeah it is we we've come a long way um, you know and and it, we've just gotten better and better as the season goes on obviously unfortunately though you know with the you know with the numbers um, and the injuries issues that Princeton had you know um, tomorrow night will be the first time that we played in 21 days so uh, that's a long time uh, to not have a football game. So I'm really hopeful that we are not uh, rusty at that point. Yeah, I know you talk about rust there, Coach, and I know a lot of that was uh, out of your guys' control. But, you know, I mean, you know, nine, a nine-game season, you know, there's got to be some nicks and, nicks and bruises there after, you know, after a nine-game a nine game regular season. Kind of talk about how big it was, you know, maybe not for this much rest, but for some rest in general to kind of get your guys um, – healthier than you guys have been actually we kind of went in the reverse um we had all of our injuries early so we actually started the season with injuries and we've gotten healthier as the season has went along um we have not had our full component of of kids until the last two three weeks uh, of the season um so obviously um you know our goal was to try to maintain you know football conditioning try to maintain that edge that you like to play with on defense without being too physical because um, you don't want to risk something when you don't really have anything on the line that Friday. Um, so it's been a little bit of a balancing act. But, uh, no, we are healthy going into tomorrow night. Um, and, yes, we, we have to be rested. There's just no other way to, 
describe it. We just you know, we haven't played in such a long time. Well, Coach, uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, um, home game against Brookfield, uh, district semifinal, uh, opportunity to go to the district championship on the line. Brookfield is your guys' opponent this week. They come in with a 5-5 five and five record. Uh, Coach, just talk about what you've seen from Brookfield and what can we expect on Friday night? Well, we actually went over and got a chance to, you know, I've said for years that whenever I retire, I want to go watch a Bell game. So uh, I got to believe that was the first time that Marceline and Brookfield have actually ever played twice in the same season. So I kind of got, kind of got to go watch a bell game uh, in a way because they played last week and all of our coaches went over there and a lot of our kids went over and watched and, you know, uh, you know, more of a spread style offense, you know, throw the ball first. Um, When they do run the ball, it's more of a one back attack, Um, you know, and they're not, you know, Brookfield's always known for those really big kids and, you know, they're they're just really not very big this year. They're they're undersized. So I would I would describe them as more of a finesse style attack on the offensive side. Um, and you know with this weather that we're calling for, um, you know I'm sure that they're going to have to have a plan um, because obviously what we like what we saw them do last week uh, on offense, it'd be pretty hard to duplicate if they're, we're going to get the weather um, that they're talking about. So uh, I think we're going to kind of have to adjust on the fly for sure. Well, Coach, um, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited to be able to speak to you again. Over, uh, I mean, after a couple of years, congratulations on a great start to your um, Gallatin coaching career. Um, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast, and I look forward to um, following you. And um, good luck to you guys against uh, Brookfield on Friday. All right, guys, we well, thanks and thanks for having us. And you know, we always enjoy talking about our kids, so uh, we'll we'll do it whenever we can. Alrighty, that will do it for our 11-man portion. Let's go ahead and let's move on to the 8-man portion. We're going to start off with quite possibly the toughest bracket in the state. That is 8-man District 4. Five of four or five maybe of the top six teams in 8-man football in this bracket. I tell you what, if you win 8-man District 4, you definitely have been tested there. Let's start off with the 1 versus 8 game. That is North Andrew hosting Stanbury. That's a matchup you would usually see maybe in a district championship game, but just how stacked the Grand River Conference was this past season and how stacked um, eight-man district four is. Stanbury, not a bad football team at all. Four and five, five losses to some great football teams there in the Grand River Conference. Had a non-con loss to East Atchison as, w- as well, who are eight and one on the season. We did have an opportunity to catch up with the head coach of the North Andrew Cardinals, Dwayne Williams, earlier in the week. We talk about their team clinching a GRC championship and a look ahead to this Friday against Stanberry. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We are previewing eight-man District 4 as we get set for the second round of district play. With us right now is North Andrew head coach Dwayne Williams. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Clifton. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you, Coach. Um, wrapped up the regular season a couple of weeks ago. Um, 9-0 and in an extremely competitive Grand River Conference. Able to clinch a um, GRC eight-man division um, conference championship. Coach, just uh, talk about, um, just give your thoughts and reflect back on the regular season. Well, you know, for us, it um, you know we started off with King City in a tough game, and 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 you know, like you said, with the GRC, it's just it's just every week's tough. And so, um, you know, for us, the the key was we stayed healthy. Um, we got it. We squeaked out a win with King City, and and they played us really tough that first game of the year. And 
And, uh, you know, as we got rolling there, then you start seeing scores by Albany and, and Worth County, and you're like, oh, man, <laughs> there's just really good football teams right now in our conference. And, you know, Stanbury's maybe struggled, but but their losses are to, are to the same teams in our conference, you know, and, and a loss to an 8-1 East Atchison team. And, you know, so Stanbury's a really good football team, just playing a really tough schedule. And so, um, you know, as we survived it, we were just – just really grateful to come out of it healthy. Uh, we're really proud of our, our conference championship, and it was a goal of ours to do that. And uh, you know, at the same time, it doesn't guarantee you anything because we're we're basically going to have to win a win another conference championship to get out of our district. You know, uh, if, if we end up facing Albany and Worth County, and so we may have to beat those same teams twice just to get out of our district. So um, it's tough, um, but at the same time, I think it's made us battle tested and. We, we can handle some adversity when it comes our way. And, and you know, it's hopefully going to make us ready for good playoff football. Well, Coach, um, you know, you're, you're 9-0. Your 9-0 regular season earned you the number one seed in the um, class, in eight-man district four. And we'll get into the Stanbury matchup here in just a second. But I, I kind of want to talk about how critical these bye weeks are when you're after a nine-week season, especially you guys play a physical brand of football. So how big – is, is that by, how big was that bye week for you guys? Well, it was huge, and and you know we we, we also were fortunate. Um, you know, uh, week nine we played Southwest, who's who's struggling right now, and so we were able to even rest a few guys uh, in the Southwest game, or, or at least limit their play. And so um, this will be the first time in my my five years here at North Andrew that we'll start the playoffs healthy. We we've always, and that's pretty common. I mean, most teams have an injury here, an injury there, and. And other than other than just wear and tear on your body that that's normal, uh, we'll be starting the playoffs healthy, and that's something that we've worked really hard towards. It was kind of a an Achilles heel for us last year. We 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 just could not avoid the injury bug, and even in 2020 when we made the state title game, uh, our quarterback had, had cracked uh, two ribs in the uh, district championship game, and then we lost Hayden Necker, uh, you know, in the first quarter of the state title game. So. Uh, we, we didn't even get through that playoff run, you know, with, with health. And so it's something we've really focused on and, and we're going to try to do everything we can to mitigate injuries and, and, you know, having a bye week really, really is what allowed us to kind of get there. And, and we're hoping to kind of stay there. Absolutely. You know, uh, we talked about eight man district four and you just talked about uh, alluded to it. It may very well be another conference championship. You guys have to win. Kind of talk about uh, district four as a whole. I know we talked about a little bit with Albany and Worth County, you know, the tremendous seasons that they have, but you can add in Platte Valley who are the highway 275 champions. And you can add in an eight and one East Atchison team in there as well. And, you know, I mean, Stanbury, you know, most years Stanbury wouldn't be an eighth seed in um, a district tournament. Then you can add in some teams like Rockport and um, South Holder are having some pretty solid seasons. So coach, just offer up your thoughts on district four as a whole. Well, it's exactly what you just described. It's, 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 it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, a gauntlet really for whoever comes comes through you know and you know you've got Albany and East Atchison uh two one lost teams playing each other in the first basically the first round because you had playing games last week you know that, that that's just that's just you know doesn't happen very often and as the four and five seeds and so you know uh there's a, there's honestly five teams capable you know of, of winning this district and getting on a roll here and, and playing good football and and that just makes it really tough. It reminds me of 2019 a little bit. I, I told some people this the other day. In 2019, we were the one seed. Um, East Atchison was the two seed. Um, I don't remember who was the three, but Mound City of all teams was the four seed because they had lost a couple games during the season. Uh, they had some players miss 
like a bunch of players miss games. And so they lost a couple of games that they normally wouldn't have lost, but they had a ton of starters out. And so that kind of dropped them in the seedings. And then uh, we ended up playing Mound City in the second round. And, and, and we were probably the two top, top two teams that year. You know, they beat us by 12 in the second round of the playoffs and went on to win, you know, the next week and the week after by 40 and 50 points. And, and, and won another state title. And so we felt like, well, gosh, the state title game was week two of the playoffs. And it, it could very well be that case here. You know, it could very well be that case here, depending on who wins. And, and uh, you know, we're just we're, we're grateful to be healthy. And, and at the same time, uh, if we come out of our district and, and, and we're fortunate to move on, we'll know we've earned it and we didn't catch any breaks or get a lucky draw or anything like that. We, we, can, we can say we earned everything we got. Absolutely. Uh, you know, this Friday night sets you up with a matchup with Stanberry and, um, you know, two of the Blue Bloods, I like to call them, an eight-man football. And you, and you mentioned a few minutes ago earlier, you know, Stanberry, you can look at their record, but this football team, they lost to some very good teams. You know, that four and five record, I don't think really reflects of how good this football team really is. So just talk about um, your scouting report on the Stanberry Bulldogs. Well, they're fast, um, you know, uh, they're, they're not real big and, and uh, they, they, you know, they use that lack of size, but in their speed, you know, to their advantage when they can, a lot, a lot of jet sweeps, outside type runs and, and counters and, and Sheber's just a fantastic back and tough to tackle. And so is Cameron and, um, you know, Wallace on the defensive side is a really good football player and, you know, they, they, they do lack some size, but they're faster than we are. And, and, and uh, you know, we've just got to make sure we're, we're fundamentally sound. And a rematch with, with Coach Hilton is never easy. He, he's a fantastic coach. And, you know, we've had a couple of rematches with him. We did in 20, and those that game was completely different than the first one. And I expect that this, this time, you know. He's going to have his kids ready. He's going to have some wrinkles that we're not ready for. And, and we're hoping to do the same and, and be able, you know, be able to come out with a win. But it's going to be tough. And, and, you know, the previous game does not matter. It really doesn't. And we stress that to our kids this week. And I hope they're listening. I think they are. And, and we, can, we can go out and play good football and, 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 you know, move on if we can. Well, Coach, uh, it's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Congratulations on a great regular season. I know eight-man district form. I'm excited to see how that um, unfolds over the next couple of weeks. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And um, good luck to you and your boys against Stanberry. I appreciate it, Clifton. Thanks for all the coverage and everything you do to, to get these kids out there and, and promote eight-man football for us. I really appreciate it. Now, the winner of the North Andrew Stanberry game on Friday night will take on the winner of the 4-5 game that is number four-seeded East Atchison against fifth-seeded Albany. Now, East Atchison was eight and both teams, eight and one, on the season, this is going to be a very good matchup. Quite possibly the game of the week in the bracket. This one's going to be a lot of fun to watch here. And we also had the opportunity to catch up with Albany coach Doug Fountain. We reflected back on their regular season. Talked about a almost record offensive performance against Pattonsburg. And a look ahead to this week's game in Tarkio. We are here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are continuing our preview of the second round of district play and the ultimately tough eight-man district four. With me right now is Albany head coach, Doug Fountain. Coach, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's always a pleasure, um, Coach. Um, let's go back in time real quick before we talk about the um, East Atchison game on Friday. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of Thursdays ago, um, took a trip to Pattonsburg. Um, 
won a high-scoring contest 74-32, to a game that produced almost 900 yards of offense. Um, Coach, just um, walk me through this uh, victory to end the regular season. Uh, you know, I thought our kids uh, walked in, uh, you know, prepared to play and, and uh, had the right mindset. And thought we had a nice playing together and, and offensively thought we played at a high level. Uh, you know, executed a, a number of different things, kind of our base stuff, and then a couple of different looks and, and felt good about what we did in each phase uh, offensively. Um, and, you know, like you said, we were able to put a lot of points on the board, um, got some separation between us before they started scoring. And, you know, certainly they're capable of doing that and, and did so, oh, uh, as we got towards the second quarter and, and then through to halftime and the game ended at halftime. But thought our kids played at a high level, played – uh, very competitive football and, and uh, you know, happy to come out of there with the win. Well, Coach, that, that victory puts you at 8-1 and one on to end the regular season. Um, I mean, 8-1 and one is a tremendous regular season. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you could, uh, other than the, uh, the, the competitive loss to North Andrew, this has been a pretty perfect season for you guys. Um, Coach, uh, where do you feel like this football team is at right now heading into districts? Well, it, it is uh, – it's been a terrific season. Uh, you know, the regular season, something we can be very proud of. Um, you know, the success started, uh, you know, in the off season and, and kids working and, and uh, getting stronger, getting faster and buying into each other. And, and uh, of course, continued through the summer. And, and so, you know, it's nice to have some payoff to that. And, um, uh, you know, I had a great group of leaders that, that showed the way for us and, developed some depth along the way and and you know it, it all culminated in a very good regular season now the task is to understand that that season's over uh you build on that but everyone's o and o right now and uh, uh you know there's a finality in all of it that that builds a little pressure on there and in the end it's still football but um you know it postseason um means something as well and and if you're resting on what you did previously then you know you could be upset at the end of an evening in november Absolutely. I kind of want to get your thoughts on this uh, district as a whole. I mean, uh, myself, Devin Albertson, and Anthony Cray, we have talked about this district uh, multiple times. I mean, you you got North Andrew in that district. I mean, the the Grand River Conference champion. You have the uh, Highway 275 champion, Platte Valley. Uh, Worth County's in this district. You guys are in there. Your opponent, East Atchison, is in there. Coach, just offer up your thoughts on just eight-man district four as a whole. Well, uh, you know, it's it's, – I don't know, is privilege the word to be a part of it? Um, but it's uh, certainly stiff competition and, and uh, offers a challenge each week. And, you know, even even above those top five seeds, or rather, you know, just under those top five seeds, you got a lot of quality football teams in there uh, with nice records and, and uh, can play really good football. So, you know, really top to bottom, I think it's a good field of teams uh, with good coaches and good players and, uh, you know, we get the opportunity. You got to play somebody, and so we get matched up. And and uh, you know, whoever comes out is going to have earned it. That's for sure. Absolutely, I think I definitely whoever comes out of this district, they're going to definitely be battle tested for sure. But um, coach, let's talk about of uh, your first district game. Um, before we talk about that, how big was it for you guys to get that week off uh, to get healthy? Well, I, I think it is important. Um, even when you're healthy after nine weeks, it's, it's you know, week nine healthy. Uh, there's a difference in that and week one healthy. And uh, we were able to heal up a little bit and, and uh, 
you know, we gave the kids a day off there in the middle and, and, uh, you know, rest their minds as well. And so we feel like we're, we're, uh, healed up and, and prepared to move forward. Absolutely. Let's go ahead. Let's move forward. Um, Friday night, um, a tough game against um, East Atchison on the road. They're the five versus the four there in eight-man district four. Um, Coach, just talk about um, what you've seen from the Wolves and um, what can we expect on Friday? Well, they're a tremendous football team. You know, they're state-ranked and within a few plays of a their own conference championship and, and extremely big and physical and, and uh, tough on both sides of the ball. I got some home run hitters there in the backfield uh, with tremendous speed and athleticism. And, uh, you know, they're going to be everything we want. That's a fact. Um, you know, we, we feel like we've played a lot of good football teams and they're going to rank right up there with every one of them. Um, defensively, they do a great job getting you locked out and running with leverage and, and great tacklers in both the box and in space. Uh, and then offensively, they're going to pound you in the teeth and they've got some big bodies to do it with. And, uh, then they've got some speed to go with it. So it'll be a tough ball game for us. Absolutely, Coach. Thank you uh, so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on a great regular season, and good luck to you guys on Fridays. You guys start off district play at eight-man district four. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Now let's move on to the bottom of eight-man district four as second-seeded Platte Valley will take on seventh-seeded South Holt Platte Valley is 8-1 on the season. Just wrapped up a Highway 275 championship a couple weeks ago against East Atchison. They won that game 30-16. They will take on a South Holt team who's 6-4 on the season. Not a bad loss, though, against pretty much lost to the top four teams in the Highway 275. South Holt did lose to Platte Valley early the season 46-6. But, you know, rematches are harder to win. So, for this game, we had an opportunity to catch up with Platte Valley coach Johnny Silkett ahead of Saturday's game. That game, yes, it's moved to Saturday. Saturday at 2 p.m., Platte Valley at South Hole. Here's our interview with Platte Valley coach Johnny Silkett. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Clip Notes podcast still previewing technically week 11 of the high school football season. Second round of districts here. We are here with Platte County or Platte Valley head coach Johnny Silkett. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Absolutely, uh, Coach. Um, let's talk about, uh, for a few minutes, let's talk about the last game that you guys um, took place, a game that I had the pleasure of attending a couple weeks ago in Tarkio, as you guys won 30-16 to 16 over East Ashton. Um, a pretty big milestone for you guys. Your guys' first conference championship as a co-op. Um, coach, just um, run us up what you've seen on – run us through the game and um, – just how big, you know, just this first step uh, for, is for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we started that game. Both of us uh, had some troubles, had some big plays on offense. Then we both had some troubles, had some big defensive plays, some fumbles, uh, interceptions. I mean, the whole gambit of things happened in that first quarter. Uh, pretty uncharacteristic of both teams. Uh, second quarter, we kind of calmed down and had a – we had a real quick back-to-back -back scoring drive. We had, um, we had a pick six and uh, Aiden Blackford, he took it to the house. And uh, then just shortly after that, we had a, we had a run down the left side with uh, Carter Loop getting back from his injury uh, and uh, took a 16 uh, nothing lead at halftime. And, uh, but the third quarter was all about EA. They came back pretty hard, the initial drive, drove down and uh, 
they scored and we didn't do much and we got ready to punt. We had a bad snap, went into the end zone end of safety. Before we know it, we're only up six points. And so luckily for us, we ended up getting a good drive and uh, scored uh, next series. And um, and then uh, they scored again in the fourth and we scored again in the fourth to, to, to put it out of reach in the, in the final minutes. But uh, it, was, it was a battle up front. Uh, both sides, I think we both won and lost lots of battles up front. Uh, it was pretty even the whole game. Uh, we had, um, you know, we had some, we had some good big plays for Carter Luke and uh, I saw Trevor Weir on defense was uh, manimal that game. He was everywhere at once. Um, I think he ended up with six tackles for loss, uh, about 17 or 18 tackles that game, and he was everywhere. Uh, so we had some, we had some uh, older kids or. Up and that was pretty awesome. Well, Coach, um, I mean, as I mentioned, you know, this is a big step for you guys, the conference championship. Now uh, we're on the districts now. Uh, picked up the number two seed um, with how you guys performed this season in a very, very, um, very, very loaded eight-man district four. And um, I just want to talk about, you know, your last week of practice, obviously. Um, it was a big week for you guys, definitely long nine-game season. Get a, get a chance to um, – get healthy a little bit for a week. So how big was that for you and your players? It was pretty huge, actually. Uh, like, that guy just got small bang-ups and such. Uh, uh, we uh, had a lot of kids gone for national FFA, and so we kind of just took it easy last week. We had some light practices, uh, worked on some drills, worked on some things that the kids were there, worked on some individual skills. And then this week we got into a normal practice routine. And so that was a really good for us to get into our normal practice routine. Uh, and then they just, they feel good about it. They know what's coming next. They, they, they know the energy they spend, it's going to be worth it. And so we really, um, we really get after it just with two hour practices. And uh, so we're, we're pretty excited about what we're leading up to this coming week. We, we, we know we've, uh, we beat South Holt the first time at, at on, on our homecoming. But we also know that uh, that's a good coach and that's a good team and they're back healthy and we've got to we've got to go out there and play at the top of our game to get these guys. Well, I want to talk about real quick just eight man district four as a whole. Obviously, you know, oh, you I bet. think me, me, Devin, and Anthony, we've talked about eight man district yeah. four. We pretty much ran it into the mud, but um, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, you look at you obviously you look at North Andrew, you look at you know. You guys in Worth County and East Atchison and Albany. I mean, you know, you know, Rockport's a pretty solid squad. Rockport and South Hole are pretty solid squads as well. And um, you wouldn't you you wouldn't think maybe you know at the beginning of the year you would see Stanberry as the number eight seed in their district. So, um, Coach, I just want to offer up just to ask you your thoughts on just this district as a whole. Well, it's 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 not very hard, to, and it wouldn't be. A big stretch to say it's the best district in uh, in eight man in the state of Missouri uh, by a lot. Uh, it is top to bottom. It, there are some tough teams in there. Um, you know, even Mound City, who struggled at the towards the uh, beginning of the year, got it all new faces. By the end of the year, they were giving guys a hard time. I mean, they they just pulled about pulled a big upset against Rockport last week of the season. So there's there's a lot of really good football in this district. Uh, some really good coaches in this district too, and and uh, and that's been fun to be friends and and, and get along with those guys, and uh, you know have talk a lot of football, and I, I think that um, the cross reference between both of our conferences too is kind of fun. So the top teams in both conferences are in the same district too, 
and that's that's another thing that's uh that's been kind of fun as far as uh you know trying to one conference versus the other you know and our conference has got kind of has had a uh, had wrapped this year according to the press and so uh, i kind of like to see what we can uh, do this weekend well um, let's talk about this weekend real quick i know you mentioned it a little bit um or just a few minutes ago but um south hold is the next um South Hold is the next game coming up for you guys um, in eight-man district four. Um, originally scheduled for Friday night, but I think as most of people who follow the weather probably know, um, there's supposed to be some really good thunderstorms on Friday night. So um, your game got moved to 2 p.m. on Saturday. So, um, you know, how big was that move to Saturday? And then um, just talk about um, what you've seen from South Hold, maybe some differences between the homecoming game and this weekend. Yeah, uh, there's some things that they did differently after a homecoming game. They had some kids injured, and uh, they had they had to do some things differently. But their their guys are pretty healthy now. Um, their, their main guys are back. Uh, I definitely think they remember that game and didn't like that feeling. And I have a feeling that they're going to come out and uh, and come out as like gangbusters. I'm, I'm, and I'm positive that Peterson's got uh, you know five or six plays that we've never seen before and or he's ran 20 years ago or something like that. He's ran his bag of tricks. So there's going to be some things we got to be ready for against these guys, you know, and I know, I know that they had a terrible loss in the off season and, and um, you know, I don't think they want this season to end either. So I think that's something else we're going to contend with with a lot of motion. And so we're, we're going to have to ride those waves of emotion and, uh, you know, just do our, do our jobs, um, play fundamental football and I think we'll be okay well coach um, it was a pleasure to definitely get to see you guys live a couple of weeks ago um, you got some very very talented kids on that football team uh, thank you so much coach for everything and um, we'll uh, we'll see you down the road all right thank you so much and I uh, appreciate your coverage and definitely uh, really enjoyed your article now the other matchup in eight-man district four is going to be third-seeded Worth County taking on six-seeded Rockport. Worth County will be the host of that game. Let's move on now to eight-man District 3. We're going to preview the, um, we're going to run down the three matchups that we're not going to get really extensive into first. Top of the bracket, it is Orc, the one seed, taking on eight-seeded DeKalb, who defeated Southwest Livingston last week, 15-22. Four-seeded Bramer will take out this-seeded Stewartsville Osborne. And then at the bottom of the bracket, third seeding, third seeded King City will take out six seeded Pattonsburg. That will that will bring us to our last matchup that we're going to focus on. Eight man three, second seeded Bishop LeBlanc against second seventh seeded St. Joe Christian. Now the Golden Eagles earned the second seed by winning four straight games. They start out two and three. Keep in mind though, those two losses, those three losses were to North Andrew, Worth County, and Archie. All four, all three teams are in the top five. So they did win on to rack up four straight wins against Kansas City East Christian, Nottoway Valley, Greenfield, and Knox County over the last couple of weeks before the bye last week. We had an opportunity to talk with Coach Davis. We talk about that road trip to Knox County and a look ahead to a rematch this Friday night at Eagle Stadium against our city rival, St. Joe Christian. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are continuing our preview of 8-Man District 3. We are here with the head coach of the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles. He's back with us, head coach Chuck Davis. Coach, how are you? I'm good, Cliff. How are you? 
I'm doing great. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be attending your game this Friday night. Um, hopefully the weather can hold off. That's one thing. We'll talk about more about that here in just a few minutes. But coach, um, I kind of want to go back in time a few weeks ago. Um, last regular season you guys played. Um, the second uh the second week in a row, you guys have made at least a three hour trip to go play a Saturday game. This time it was against Knox County, able to come up with a 62 to 8 victory to end the regular season. Coach, just give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, I mean, you you really nailed it. Driving on a bus for three hours plus two weeks in a row. I'm really proud of our guys for being able to um, overcome that obstacle. It's hard to go from that type of a bus ride on a Saturday. You don't have the Friday night light mentality. That atmosphere is a lot different. So I was really proud of how we came out and executed both both of those weeks and, um, you know, against Knox County, you know, they're a good football team and the, their first two or three plays on offense, they marched right down the field into our red zone and, uh, you know, timeout was called and we kind of rallied the troops a little bit and, and uh, they, they came out ready to play. They were not shy offensively and, and, you know, we ended up answering that call, but I was really proud of of uh, how we bent but didn't break. And it was another game where all of our guys got to play. JV got a little love, and, um, you know, our backup running back, Trip Helsel, got a touchdown. It's kind of been his M.O. here lately. So I was really proud of how we how we performed against the odds. Well, Coach, um, I want to ask you, um, you know, where do you feel like, you know, this team is at? This team – um. Started out two and three, but those three losses came to three of the top five or six teams in eight-man football in North Andrew, Worth County, and Archie. Just talk about where you feel like this team is at going from two and three now to winning four straight games. We played those three early, and, you know, I said it after those after we played them. You can tell on film, and, and it holds true now going into districts. North Andrew, Archie, and Worth County are three of the top teams in the state, no question. So – for our losses to come against the the best of the best, it, it's nothing for us to hang our heads on. But I think the loss to Archie really set a tone that we've carried through the rest of these games. Um, we showed ourselves we could come out and compete with them, and we just kind of lost steam, and they continued to, to roll. So watching on film, there, there really was times where we were one or two plays away from different outcomes – and I think our guys took that personally. We've had really focused practices since then and executed really well on Friday nights and Saturdays, obviously. But um, I think we're a different team than we were from the two and three mark. Yeah, I, I definitely think so, too. So, um, Coach, um, that, um, that, those, those four wins, you know, the end of the regular season earned you a two-seed in districts. You didn't, even get to, you didn't even have to play last week. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's got to be some nicks and bruises on every football team, you know, after nine weeks of football. But how big was getting that week off? It was huge. Uh, you know, bye weeks aren't ideal necessarily for breaking routines for the for the guys. But just to be able to go in with a fully healthy roster, it's, it's it says a lot. And you're, you're exactly right. We had guys that were kind of nicked, you know, minor – scrapes and bruises but everybody's firing all cylinders now so um we're headed into districts with uh with a lot of confidence 
Well, Coach, uh, first game in your guys' first game in class uh, in eight-man District 3 play. Um, get you a rematch with a city rival. Sajo Christian is on the um on the um on the agenda for this Friday night. Uh I know that you guys played them back in week four. Um, yeah, I think you know, Landon had seven touchdowns that game. You know, that was a big game for Landon in that offense. But you you can you just talk about um say Joe Christian, you know, this is a very improved football team from the when the last time you guys played them. So um can you just give me your thoughts on just how they've improved? Yeah, I mean you're right. Their schedule where ours, you know, we kind of hit the ground running right before we played them. And then we had that tough Archie game. And since then, we've been pretty fortunate in how the games, how the outcomes have been. Their schedule has just been daunting here lately. And for them to continue to compete at the level they're competing at says a lot about their, I mean, it says a lot about Coach Shank and their guys. You know, obviously that Clayball kid could play anywhere on the field he's, he's probably just as good of a center as anybody in eight-man football because he can play every position so we've been watching a lot of film on them and I think you know my favorite aspect of their team is how hard they go from opening kick to the last whistle they just I mean they get after it and they don't have a lot of numbers you don't see 30 guys standing on the sideline so where some teams are fortunate enough to be able to sub in all the time you know they got eight or ten dudes that just go. So I think it should be a fun a fun game Friday night. It's nice that they got a seven-minute drive when some teams have a two-hour and 30-minute drive. So hopefully we got a lot of people come out and fill Eagle Stadium and just get absolutely drenched. Well, Coach, I'm hoping that weather kind of holds up. I hope we're not drenched by game time. But, um, you know, Coach, um, you know, always a pleasure to talk with you. I know this is going to be a, it's going to be a good game on Friday. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, Coach Davis, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and um, we'll see you out on the field on Friday. Sounds good, man. And if you want to go the Devin Albertson route, we'll save you a seat in the press box, and uh, we probably find a hot chocolate or something for you too, because you know he doesn't on the sideline anymore. I might take you up on that offer. So um, <laughs> l- let me let me see how the uh, let me see how the weather's holding up. I'll, I'll definitely uh, might might let you know on that. So, Coach. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you on Friday. All right, man. I appreciate it. Now, LeBlanc takes on a St. Joe Christian team, a St. Joe Christian team that is very improved after their week four defeat to Bishop LeBlanc, which came by the score of 66-12 to in that matchup in week four at St. Joe Christian. St. Joe Christian has won a game since then. They beat Northland Christian 68 to nothing back on October 7th. That was week seven of the high school football season. They are definitely much more improved than they were back in week four. Had an opportunity to catch up with the head coach of the St. Joe Christian Lions, Troy Shake. We talk about the progress of the St. Joe Christian football program and his thoughts on the rematch with LeBlanc. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Clip Notes podcast. We are continuing our preview of eight-man district three here on the podcast. We are here now with St. Joe Christian head coach, Troy Shake is back with us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Clifton, man. Um, good to hear your voice. And, um, yeah, I'm super excited, you know, to, to talk with you. Absolutely. Very, very likewise, um, Coach. And uh, I want to talk about the um, the season real quick. And, um, yeah. you know, this team, you know, obviously, you know, the record um, may, not look, may not look sexy. But, um, Coach, I want to kind of get your perspective. I think this football team – is very improved 
from the last couple yeah. of seasons. So, um, Coach, just talk about just what the just the progress of this football team from even one season ago. Yeah, Clifton, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, a season ago, um, we went back to eight man from eleven man, and um, it was really it was really almost like starting completely over. We've been co-oping for a couple of years in eleven man. Um, with another school and then um, we split apart and so it's kind of just you know starting over and kind of almost building a new program and so we don't have we didn't have a lot of upperclassmen last year we didn't have we don't have a ton this year Um, but you can definitely see um, the development of players and they get better you know um, game by game Um, but you know you can definitely see um, like you said, improvement from last year to this year is just, um, I think it's leaps and bounds, especially for some of our young kids. Absolutely. I think the game that really stuck out to me this season, obviously, you know, was the was the homecoming win against Northland Christian. I mean, you know, this is a team that um, hasn't, this is a senior class that hasn't won that many games. So, you know, for them to get um, a big win on homecoming and a shutout, and as far as that, so um, how big was that for you know just the um, just the morale of the football team? No, it was it was a special night, Clifton. I mean, we had a huge crowd. Um, you know, obviously it was homecoming. We had a lot of alumni back um, watching the game, and guys that you know um, were back watching the game had been you know been through kind of a you know similar scenarios and in eleven man and, and last year's eight man, but. Um, yeah, for our guys to go out and play the way they did and not, you know, not just win the game, but, um, do it in, in a fashion where, you know, we were able to get a shutout and coaches and said that he doesn't remember the last time St. Joe Christian had a shutout. It's been, it's been quite a few years. And so, um, that was a special night for, for our team, for our community, um, for our school, um, and especially for those seniors that have worked so hard. Um, to get us to a spot where we we can we can um, be successful in that game. Well, coach, um, you know, um, the the end of the, the season, you know, got you a bye in the um in the first round of the eight man district three playoffs. Um, can you just talk about you know how how big that week off was? I know that you guys have dealt with some injuries throughout the years, so um, you know, just talk about how big that that week off was for your football team. Yeah, no, it was it was good for our team. You know, every team gets banged up um, over the course of a season. Um, like our team, you know, with low numbers, you know, guys, you know, they don't have a choice. They have to keep playing, and they can't rest any weeks. And um, you know, we're not we're not part of a big team where we can just sub guys in and out. And so, you know, that week off allowed us to rest a little bit and heal some guys up, um, but also uh, gave us a chance to kind of get back to the basics and kind of um, focus on some of the technique and skills that it's going to take um, for us to be a successful football team. And, you know, this, this, and then also gives us another week to game plan and, um, you know, get ready for this Friday. Absolutely. Let's talk about this Friday. Um, eight man, eight man district three, second round of two, seven game, um, a short three minute trip. To Bishop LeBlond, I'm you know this is a team that you played um, in Week Four. You know, I mean, uh, first of all, I want to just get your thoughts on you know the light travel for a district game, but then I just want to kind of get your thoughts on the um, the X's and O's and just what you've seen from Bishop LeBlond heading into this game. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, we're we're excited that we can play in St. Joseph here and you know play a road game, and so it's it's good. Kind of um, you know two hometown teams here that are competing against each other, and uh, yeah, and so from Bishop LeBon, I mean they're they're a really good team. They've had a good season. They've lost um, a few games, but they're really good opponents. And um, you know what what stands out to me is they got you know some really good players. Um, but also they execute and they do what they're supposed to be doing and they're well coached and, you know, um, they do a really nice job with their X's and O's and play calling and um, just, you know, getting their kids to play at a high level, their coaches when they're top notch. Well, coach, I'm definitely excited. I, I will actually be at this game on this Friday night. I figure, you know, take two, take in a matchup between two St. Joseph schools. Why not? It's the playoffs. So, um, Coach, thank you so much um, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for everything the last couple of years. And um, we're looking forward to seeing you guys on Friday. Clifton, I can't wait, man. We'll see you Friday. That will do it for the Week 11 pregame show. I want to thank all the coaches who took time this week out of their busy practice schedules to come on to the podcast. Now, reminder, tomorrow night, the Post-it Notes will return to its regularly scheduled time. As a matter of fact, we're going to give a couple of shout-outs here real quick before we end the program. Shout-out to the Maryville soccer team who won Class 1 District 8 earlier tonight. They defeated KC Lutheran 2-1. to That's a shout-out there for the Maryville soccer team. Congratulations, boys, on another district championship. The Post-it Notes will return tomorrow night with a Week 11 post-game show. We'll, we'll, we'll run down all the scores from tomorrow night's district games, and we'll get you ready for Northwest and Missouri Western football. And we'll also have um, a recap of East Buchanan's first Final Four game in volleyball. East Buchanan and East Atchison are playing um, in the state volleyball Final Fours. We'll have recaps of both of those games tomorrow night as well. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on the podcast. Um, Thank all the listeners. Thank all the sponsors. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday evening. Enjoy your Friday night football game that you guys go to. Make sure you guys stay dry. Hopefully the weather holds off, and we will see you tomorrow night for another edition of the Post-It Notes.